2: and welcome to another Retro Gaming Podcast. This is episode 212 of the Rcast, and the first episode on our new podcast network, the Believe Podcast Network. So thank you very much, Believe, for believing in us our cast uh to have us on here so uh it, you know we're, we're going to be getting into all sorts of like retro gaming nonsense as we usually do here but uh first i want to introduce our very special guest uh, who we've had on the show before actually it's andre Seegers of game explain how's it going there andre it's
0: going pretty good i'm honored to be here on your uh, i guess sort of first episode <laughs> in a yeah, way yeah
2: it's like rebooted first episode in a way yeah, yeah totally totally yeah and um, awesome. I figure since we are talking about uh, the huge Nintendo leak, the Giga leak, if you will, as like the internet likes to call it, uh, you would be the perfect person like, to talk about this because I know you are just like huge in the, into like all things Nintendo in general. So a little bit, a tiny bit, yeah. <laughs> so uh, first, I have to ask you uh, when you learned about this Giga leak and like you were just kind of soaking in like everything that got like released out there pretty much online. Uh, was this like a second Christmas for you? <laughs>
0: It essentially was. I mean, it was it was basically a Nintendo Direct, right, in a year and yeah. we're not really getting any of them.
2: The unofficial Directs, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: and it, it, this is, I mean, and even then, this is arguably more interesting. Like, we're seeing things that we, that we either didn't know about at all or had been touched on in some roundabout ways. We're finally seeing, like, evidence and proof of it, such as Luigi in Super Mario 64. Like, this is some crazy stuff. That, yeah. uh that's just kind of like blending actual evidence to what we had only heard told in you know in stories or in interviews like such as an Iwada asks so it, it's completely wild to see this stuff, um, you know, just out there, and it's and there's more by the day.
2: Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, like it, it does seem to be like there's like more stuff being being released. So I am kind of glad that I'm getting to this like late, obviously, since I had to like set up for the new uh, for like the new network and everything. But uh, I am glad I got to this late because since we are seeing more and more new stuff. But I guess we may as well like start off actually with Luigi and Super Mario 64 since that was always kind of like this rumor that's been around for a while, especially in the the like development cycles, and that's kind of like the very interesting thing really like with this whole giga leak really is that Mm -hmm. we're getting an inside look into what the development was like for all these like old classic Nintendo games really so um, so starting off with that uh, it's kind of going by the Ars Technica article which I will have linked in the show notes here. Uh, So there was a 3D model of Luigi, or at least um, uh, there were, like, the assets, I believe. It was, like, the textures, basically, for Luigi that someone basically placed on, like, a 3D model of Mario, more or less. And I think they they may have, like, stretched out a a little bit to make it look more Luigi-like, basically. Um, But it's basically uh, more or less proof that that this was uh, basically the remnants of what was going to be a two-player mode in Super Mario 64. And you know, I, I it does like really kind of beg the question as far as like what Super Mario 64 would be like with a two-player mode. Like, would it be two-player simultaneously? Like, would like you know, Yoshi have more involvement than just like waiting for you on the, on the rooftop of of, of of like the castle and everything? I'm just kind of curious on your take here, Andre, as far as like what like a two-player mode, I guess, for Super Mario 64 would look like if Luigi was actually in.
0: Uh, it would look like it ran at the frame rate of Stone Race FX. It's probably. <laughs> <laughs> how it would have looked, um, that, I, I guess the way I had always envisioned it was was that it was a split screen simultaneous co op, you know, um, so quite a bit different from how it works in say Super Mario 3D World. I have no idea whether that actually was going to be the case or not, but that's how I, it I had always envisioned it in my head. Had Luigi been a thing and it had proper co op, that's what my hope would have been. Um, whether or not that was reality, I don't know. But I can only imagine. I can't really imagine it working any other way, given how the camera works in Super Mario 64. Mm, um, like yeah. you can kind of, you can kind of almost mimic how it might have worked had it used a single camera setup. Given in Mario 64, you can actually um, there's an option to hold the camera in place by holding R, and you immediately find that the game becomes a lot harder to play if you use that <laughs> method. And that's what I feel like playing Luigi would have been like had that been a thing. And maybe you know who knows? Maybe that was the plan. Maybe that's why they scrapped it. <laughs> <laughs> oh mamma mia. that's delicious as part of this too we found out that mario 64 was created in just a little bit over a year and a half so maybe they just ran out of time to incorporate luigi but that also blows my mind the fact that you know not only was luigi planned or you know at some point but that this game a genre defining possibly an industry defining game was made in just like a little over 18 months what
2: (laughs) yeah i mean i guess like it shows i don't know i guess like how much they may have had the game like planned before they actually like put boots to the ground and start working and everything Mm -hmm. um i I don't know if that was part of it or i don't know just just like the fact that i don't know they just have like nintendo magic and behind the scenes and just able to like rush through and make something that miraculously worked out very well so like you know as far as like with like the two-player mode i mean like having it simultaneously that was just like blow my mind like imagine like with like the bowser fight for example like say if you have like mario like do like so long gay bowser and like just like throw bowser like to luigi luigi catches him and throw and chucks him like the other the other half of the arena over to the bomb or whatever like you can do some crazy stuff like that
1: so long gay bowser
2: do like a bowser on a like um ultimate
0: frisbee kind of thing or whatever <laughs> you know for that. that should be a sport
2: <laughs> it should be totally
0: totally yeah I-, I think in some ways you can see how a co-op mode might work but in others it's clear that most of the game wasn't designed with that in mind, Is you're saying. Like Bowser probably wasn't designed with the, having a Luigi there. But you know how fun it would have been if you were able to climb the bomb mountain together, right? Like how cool would the bomb king or
2: doing like the race, like on the uh, was it, like the bomb field or whatever it's called.
0: Uh, oh, Koopa the quick, you mean? Oh, or Cooper the quick? Yeah, yeah. yeah but, like it's exactly.
2: on the bomb like field uh, like level whatever. Yeah,
0: yeah, totally.
2: Yeah, so I mean, like there, there's like a lot of like really cool ideas. That I think they could possibly revisit if they made like say like a Switch port, a Super Mario 64 that was like you know Super Mario 64 Ultra, just to kind of like throw like a little nod there for the Ultra 64. I'm mm-hmm. um, just kind of throwing you, know, you know just throwing some ideas there, but like you know just like say if you you, you know if you did include that two player mode um i don't know if that you know if that might have been possible or um because like there, there was also the uh what was a super mario 64 ds right like they had like wario in
0: there and i think like yet yoshi was a character in there too right yeah the funny thing about this is i mean luigi was a character too and even and i played through this game i'm intimately familiar with this game and yet that's the last thing that comes to my mind when i think of luigi and mario 64 <laughs> like i always <laughs> just go back to wanting him in the original game Pretty much just completely overlooking the fact that yeah we had them in Mario sixty four kind of in Mario sixty four DS yeah totally totally
2: and um, there were even like some uh, some like voice samples too actually because I think um, you know th- there were actually like some voice samples of Luigi uh, talking and like these are like from like uncompressed sound files so these are like how like the sound files actually sounded before they were compressed into like cartridges. Uh, so you get them in, like, you know, pristine condition, pretty much. Uh, it's just, like, absolutely amazing to kind of hear the stuff. And, uh, you know, there's certainly, like, other games, like, in there as well that, uh, you know, that had, like, uh, uncompressed voice samples, such as with Star Fox 64 is a big one, and F-Zero X as Oh, let well.
0: me, can I say real quick that listening to Star Fox 64, the, most specifically the opening sequence for the game, like the opening narration when you first turn on the don't press anything, or... Mm-hmm. Wait, hold on, yeah, I think it's when you don't press anything, or maybe when you start. A new, no, it's when you start a new campaign. Sorry, and you get like the three paragraphs of dialogue. That was like an ASMR session for me. I'm so familiar <laughs> with that speech. But hearing it in high quality, like that, was something I never expected to hear. And it was, it was like uh, I was able to see clearly for the first time in my life. I'm like, dear God, this is what this is how this is meant to sound, and it sounded incredible to my ears.
1: Corneria, fourth planet of the lilac system. The evil Andros turned this once thriving system into a wasteland of near extinction. General Pepper of the Cornerian Army was successful in exiling this maniacal scientist to the barren, deserted planet, Venom. Five years later, General Pepper noticed strange activity coming from Venom. James McLeod, Pygma Dangar, and Peppy Hare of the Star Fox team were sent to investigate— Upon their arrival, Pigma betrayed the team, and James and Peppy were captured by Andros. Pepe, barely escaped Venom, and returned home to tell James' son, Fox, about his father's fate. A few years have passed. Andros has again invaded the Lylat System. General Pepper has turned to a new Star Fox team, headed by Fox McLeod, to save Corneria and free the Lylat System. Once again, it just like opened your ears up like totally like there was like nothing getting in the way
2: like no filter at all. Just like pure unadulterated like just retro bliss really for you, I guess
0: in that case. And I actually listened to the whole video too, which has every sound sample for that game. Uh, as far as I'm aware, all there. And uh, it was it was a mind like it was a trip hearing like this dialogue I had heard for so many years just in crystal clear clarity and to the point where I'm like, why did they even bother re recording all of this for the Star Fox 64 DS or uh, 3DS remake mm. when they had better sounding audio all this time? I guess they had to redo it for at least to redo the, the uh, button prompts. But still, I'm like, dang, this is great. they should re- <laughs> They should remaster this game using this audio.
2: I would be down for that. Yeah. I mean, like, while they're, like, at it, like, with making Super Mario 64 Ultra, again, just, like, just kind of trademark for myself there. But, <laughs> um, but for, like, so, you know, for, like, Star Fox 64 Ultra, we'll say, for example, I mean, yeah, they could certainly add in, like, the uncompressed sound files. They can, like, add in, I don't know, more, like, dog fights in there, like, some extra levels, maybe, or, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, just, like, some extra paths that you could take as well, like, you know, because obviously you have, like, your easy, medium, and hard paths. Why don't you have, like, an ultra-hard path or something like that? I'm down.
1: Do a barrel roll. Slippy's not such a screw-up after all. Thanks a lot, Peppy. You want a piece of me? Take that. Hey, Einstein, I'm on your side. Gee, I've been saved by Fox. How swell. Who ARE you guys?! We're Star Fox! cocky little freaks Can't let you do that Star Fox You're not so tough annoying bird I am the great Leon I'll do you fast peppy old pal I've been waiting for you, Star Fox.
2: Another thing that was revealed, too, during this leak was a Yoshi's Island prototype. So, like, this Yoshi's Island prototype uh, features some differences in the map screen, interface, and music. Uh, there's also the prefix Super Mario Bros. 5 in Japanese uh, shown. And uh, there's also two apparently unused mini games and some unused test levels. And uh, this kind of, like, ties in a little bit there, too, uh, with an original prototype for a game uh, that's been dubbed as Super Donkey uh so super donkey is very interesting uh it was very interesting to me anyway because like the character i don't like the, like the character kind of reminds me of um whatever that uh that like professor guy who you play as in pikmin um oh, omar omar yeah so like it kind of reminds me of omar a little bit but obviously right. like he moves around more like raymond or like you know just like the way that the platforming works anyway
0: yeah that was pretty interesting to uncover and see the theories building around it that yeah this may have been a precursor to Yoshi's Island and presumably was dropped once Donkey Kong Country entered the scene or began development. Mm -hmm. Um and then it I I assume turned into a Yoshi game. Again, I think this is mostly conjecture at this point, so we don't know for sure what happened here. Um but as part of this whole prototype too, I think they also discovered or there was also uh they also discovered early sprite work for the game which included a different version of Baby Mario. Uh, and by that, I mean, it wasn't baby Mario. It was like a little baby magician character, which suddenly makes some <laughs> things in that game make more sense, like why Yoshi can magically transform into these different, uh, you know, vehicles. Which, I, yeah. you know, it's funny <laughs> when I see some of the stuff in these leaks. I'm like, this explains why this thing is this way, even though I never once thought about it before, such as the fact how, not to get off track here... Uh, we learned that uh, it was planned for Mario World that Mario was going to have a winged, like wings, as a power up instead of a cape, and that now explains why the feather gives him a cape instead. It's like, wow, I never really thought about why that was the case before, but that sure makes sense now. And again, so seeing this magician character in Yoshi's Island is kind of, you know, kind of trippy. And uh, at the same time, I'm, I kind of miss that because I hate Baby Mario. I hate Baby Mario so much. <laughs> and like, if it had just been the magician, it would solve so many problems. We wouldn't have Baby Mario in every freaking game since. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it is just, is just like the incessant crying. Like if um, if like Baby Mario gets away from you and all this. So I mean, that's really like where like a lot of people's uh, ire really kind of comes from. For Baby and
0: to Mario. that point, actually, in this prototype, we uh, we we've discovered that. Uh, Baby Mario didn't appear in a bubble originally whenever he got hit. Instead, he would crawl along the ground. And I don't think he cried either as part of this. And that seemingly made it way easier to get him back, I guess, which is why they went with the bubble format. And I think they've talked about this a little bit in the um, some Iwata asks or some old interviews, perhaps. Uh, so it's really interesting to see some of these early prototypes including I think you mentioned the minigames here in one of these minigames we see helicopter Yoshi basically bombing a jungle village it's like whoa <laughs> alright I see why they cut this it's
2: like Yoshi's Island Vietnam or something you know? yeah, exactly.
0: like, like these poor bandits like before they were the enemy but it's like who's really the enemy here I know
2: <laughs> Oh, man. Like, it really puts, like, the lore of Yoshi's Island, like, on its head as far as, like, what's really going on here? What's the real scoop on this yeah, story? it
0: really is. It, it reminds me of, uh I don't know if you had this growing up, but when I, like, was in second grade, maybe, our teacher would read us, like, various books, and one of them was the oh, what was it called like the true story of the three little pigs or the true story of the big bad wolf or whatever i heard your, about these i never read them though yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it gives you his perspective and how he was actually in, in the right the whole time he, he just needed help and these <laughs> pigs are just complete jerks to him so it's just you know just fun it's yeah it to that point, it's just fun to see like alternate perspectives, right?
2: So it's like fairy tale revisionist history, basically. Exactly. <laughs> right. That's it. So maybe if we had that for like video games, so like for example, like if we had like the shy guys taking what was really going on in Super Mario Brothers Two or something like that,
0: <laughs> right? It actually wasn't a dream at all. Mario was just committing genocide. Right? He just himself. It was a dream.
2: It was like a fever dream for him, but like he was like really high on something. And it's like, just like these shy guys are like, "Oh my God, there's like <laughs> seven... This seven foot red like overalls guy is like running around throwing my my friends into other friends and all this
0: stuff terrifying. For a lot of this leak, like you can see, like okay, I get why it was a prototype, or I can see where you know they, you know, where they tried something out, didn't quite work, and they moved on. But there was one aspect in particular of the Yoshi's Island prototype that completely baffles me as to why they dropped it, and that is the world map. Because this mm. prototype looks, or what, you know, this early beta, whatever it is, looks so much better with like a fully, like a far more detailed, fully animated world map. We can see like characters there. Like it's quite beautiful. I've seen some people already turn it into wallpapers, which I think <laughs> I should, I need to download myself and make that my wallpaper. Right. <laughs> and, and I don't know why they dropped it because it has so much more intricate, so many more intricacies to it than the final game where you can see like different characters flying around, like a chain chomp and one of them, like, chomping around whatever chain chomps do yeah (laughs) i don't know why they got rid of it i've heard some theories from some people being like well it's not quite as clear as a final final world map so maybe that's why they dropped it because it's not obvious where the path is but like yoshis island's world map is already pretty basic you're just going i mean it's completely linear so who cares if you get lost on a linear map, you
2: know? Yeah. And like part of that too, I mean, like as far as like making like I don't know, you know, having like this kind of like big like wide world or at least as wide of the world as you can on, on like Super Nintendo anyway, um, is like part of like the exploration anyway. Like you know, th- that's like a little bit of like the Zelda logic I guess being added into you know in, like into Mario, obviously like on a much right. simpler scale. Um I, I wonder if they just kind of decided just to move even further away from that. It's like no we just want to kind of make it as straightforward as possible as far as like where you need to go, what you need what you know what you need to do next and all that. And um, I don't know if like maybe like the aesthetic may have like played into that like maybe like okay like we you know like we need to make this like a little bit like you know maybe simpler for people to kind of get into and hop into and play and all that you know just kind of some theories but yeah
0: yeah yeah I mean, I mean i'm sure i mean i'm sure there was some logic behind it i would love to know what that logic was because when i see that i'm like man i wish i had that but then you know again the grass is always greener right that's you what always, i was gonna say the grass is greener walk, yeah. yeah you always want what you can't have um like you know it's fun to go back like you look at the early pro you know the myriad early versions of Resident Evil 4 and be like, hey, that looked neat. But mm. then you're like, well, wait, the final game of God was amazing. So do we really want those early versions, you know? So. Yeah.
2: I mean, like, I'm sure, like, a lot of these, like, you know, uh, assets or, like, you know, early builds of games are, like, you know, beloved and, like, you know, obviously are, like, classics and all that. Um, You know, they had, like, these, like, ideas that they, like, tried to implement and, you know, right. because, like, they, you know, they figured, like, oh, it's a cool idea. And even if they came out, like, really cool and, like, you know, like, and, and, um, and what they, you know, wanted to see in their game, Uh, it may have like not worked for like any myriad of reasons, like whether it just doesn't like aesthetically work with the rest of the game or maybe for, you know, performance wise, I imagine that would be a huge one. Um, you know, there's like a lot of different like uh, aspects to it, but like you know, obviously, like you know, as, as you mentioned, like with the Awada uh, says segments uh, that that get out there, uh, I imagine whenever we'll see like you know the next like you know say like you know say like Doug Bowser segment or something like that, uh, mm-hmm. he's gonna get a lot of questions. It's like so about this thing in the league, about that thing in the league, is like oh man, like just got to get
0: swamped. Yeah, that, I didn't think about that. Like the ramifications for what this could mean for like even press interviews now, like now mm-hmm. that we have the treasure trove of data. Like what's you know how's Nintendo going to respond to this officially? But they haven't, as far as I'm aware, they have not said anything about this. No. Shockingly, I don't think they've even pulled any videos or anything. If they have, I haven't heard about it. Um, ourselves, we haven't been showing anything because I know Nintendo is often trigger happy about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't usually issue strikes, but they will issue takedowns. Uh, and yes, we've we've, we've talked about, it, but we haven't shown anything. But yeah, Nintendo hasn't said anything, so it will be interesting to see how they respond when pressed directly. You know, when we're asking, you know, when people are able to talk to developers about upcoming games some of the stuff is going to come up you know what will they say to that
2: I mean, you might see some of this stuff come up maybe from your more independent uh, creators, like maybe with you, for example. Uh, but, I mean, like you won't see, like, say, like your IGNs, I don't think, like really directly ask mm-hmm. Nintendo that. I mean, like, I guess, I, I don't know, I, as I see like the uh, mainstream gaming press anyway, uh, not really want to, I guess, like poke the bear too much. And like Nintendo is probably like, the biggest bear there is to poke and get <laughs> angry pretty much. Yeah. For <laughs> um, sure. So I I imagine that we won't – we probably won't see Nintendo mention this too much outside of possibly some, like, you know, some, like, takedowns that people are, like, you know, posting, like, I don't know, like, the full, full like, levels, like, you know, that they do, like, playthroughs for or whatever on YouTube. But um, I don't know. I mean, like, there's a lot of ramifications for this. and I imagine, like, internally, Nintendo is just – on fire at the moment as far as what's going on there.
0: I wonder, yeah, I I really wonder what's going on there. But the fact that everyone, I mean, I think as far, I mean, I'm not fully sure if it's still the case in Japan, but definitely stateside, all Nintendo uh, American employees are still working from home, which I'm sure, uh, you know, has some effect too on how, I don't know, things are being received or maybe being reacted to. Uh, You know, I'm just not quite sure. I'd be very curious to hear what the internal reaction is to, uh, to all of this. Uh, Just because it's externally, it seems it's been very muted so far. So I don't know if Nintendo's biding their time and then (laughs) going to like go nuclear all at once, or they're just just rolling with at this point, understanding that yeah, there's no rebottling this genie. The cat's out of the bag. There's nothing they can really do about it. They could try, you know, they, it'd be whack-a-mole at this point. they try to take any of this
2: down. I mean, I even saw on your own channel, actually, on Game uh, how there was actually, like, a leak on the, the Super Nintendo world for Mario Kart as well.
0: Right. Um, yeah.
2: So, I mean, like, it seems like leaks, I mean, leaks happen all the time in the gaming industry, but they happen not nearly as much over Nintendo's side. So, it, it just seems like this, this kind of opened up, like, the Pandora's box, if you will, as far as, like... I don't know, just stuff that is supposed to be bottled up and no one is supposed to see. I, I don't know. I mean, like, there's a lot of ramifications with this, and it might really change as far as, like, how Nintendo, I don't know, just goes about business and maybe even interacting with some of the media and press and all that.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's the the, the potential downside to this, right? Is we've seen how Nintendo has reacted to things in the past, such as um early games, uh, you know, early press-provided uh, versions of games being leaked publicly. Uh, there was that infamous incident now not not that long ago with i think the french website f nintendo mm-hmm. um not it doesn't sound as bad as intended or as or not intended as to <laughs> 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 um, and as a reaction to that as well as a previous leak with mario luigi nintendo's like um you know shut down considerably who they provide access to the games Luckily, ourselves, we've been largely unaffected, not entirely, but I know other allies have been cut out entirely, and we don't know how Nintendo might react to this, you know, whether they'll just stop providing, you know, doing any kind of, like, behind-the-scenes coverage, you know, like, they had a, an entire book dedicated to Mario Odyssey not that long ago, um, in which they showed off, like, early artwork for the game, like, are they going to climb up even more, or could this possibly... Pave the way for them maybe being more open. I'm mm. not sure. I don't know how is going to react. It could be positive. It could be negative. I'm not quite sure what's going to happen here. I
2: mean, if they really wanted to spin this into a positive, like for themselves, as far as like how they look to the fans and all that, they would basically just be like, okay, well, we know that everyone has seen this and like it's out there and everything. Let's just make like a compilation book, like a proper official compilation book with all these assets. You can see them and like you know be- beautiful glossy pages and all this stuff. A commentary with like the you know the original designers and all this stuff. Uh, Just to kind of get more of an inside look on the things that have been leaked now. Um, I mean, there is so much content here anyway that you could very easily do that.
0: That, That's exactly it. The the most important thing or I think the coolest thing they could do would be providing context for what we're seeing here. The issue I could see from Nintendo's perspective is they don't want to um, reward what happened here. I don't think they'd want to reward the fact that someone hacked into their servers or i guess it was iq server iq is that the company i think uh, I so think it was yeah their servers, perhaps where they where they found this um yeah I, they, they obviously don't want to reward that behavior they don't want more people hacking into them and finding more stuff so but i could see them possibly tying it into you know more uh particular projects or more specific projects you know like were they to address um say mario 64 individually particularly with the rumors of its remake or of its of the compilation coming up and the remaster of these uh mario games mm-hmm. you know, for its 35th anniversary so that'd be a great time for them to lean into that talk more about luigi in that game at the least and maybe more of the development behind the game including some of the cut characters we have now seen from that game as well yeah totally totally um
2: yeah i mean like there's a, there's a, just like a lot of like content that they could very easily just make some sort of like compilation like that for i mean like even if they did something like say for example um i think there was a uh, what was it the Mario twenty fifth anniversary? I want to say, or twenty? Uh, it's like twentieth or twenty fifth anniversary. I want to say for like the Wii, um, and they came out with like this like uh, I, th- I think it was like a um, it was just like a disc basically that had like a bunch of mm-hmm. like um, just like retrospective stuff and like the Mario franchise like up to like that point, or at least like with like you know Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers two and three and all that. Um, you know, they could very easily do something like that as well. Uh, Although I I definitely see them kind of going more of like, you know, if they were going to do something more in the good graces and I don't know, I guess, quote unquote reward for this being leaked out, um, they could uh, very easily do something like that. Uh, But yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a very sticky situation for them. And it would require, I think, either way, if they were, you know, no matter how they address this, it would require them to swallow their pride. It's just, it just depends on how much of their pride they're willing to swallow. <laughs> you
0: know? Yeah, I, I, I th- on the one hand, you're right. On the other hand, I think they'll try... I don't think that much would be... Or I don't think Nintendo would look at it that way, though. Like, I, I, I think there's a good chance we won't ever see an official acknowledgement of these leaks. Mm-hmm. Like They may, for instance, show off Luigi at some point themselves... It uh, just as an example for like the compilation, but they won't mention the leak. You know, right. um, they may show off these assets in the future, but they won't mention you know that they were perhaps um, you know maybe not driven to, but inspired by. I don't know. I don't know what the best word for this is. Yeah,
2: but yeah, I don't, what I, triggered I, it basically? Yeah
0: exactly yeah they may not ever officially acknowledge these leaks
2: yeah i mean i I don't see them ever acknowledging the leaks themselves but yeah i I think i think that's that's a fair thing to say though as far as um them going ahead and doing something like that you know as far as like their quote-unquote acknowledgement of it just through the official release of these assets in some way like whether it be like a compilation book or whatever back into like the leaks themselves though uh, Mm -hmm. there was uh, there's also some stuff from Super Mario World that was very interesting Uh, most notably for me anyway uh, Luigi giving the middle finger uh, when he's um, it looks like he's on the flagpole or like climbing something or whatever and, you know, if you just look at like, you know, again, just like the, the pixel by pixel count and everything, I mean, it's pretty clear he's given the middle finger. Because I know I've heard like from some people that, you know, he's actually giving like the thumbs up or that's what the intention is. Um, but it's pretty clear as far as like just, again, like pixel by pixel counts, like the middle finger. There's other like kind of like, I don't know, quote unquote, problematic um, kind of like sprites like that, too. Like there was uh, there was actually like a link um, I gave you. Earlier there, uh, there was, like, a building, it shows, like, it shows, like, a building with a bunch of, like, Nintendo characters in it uh, that includes Mario, Yoshi, and what looks like Toad smoking a cigarette, (laughs) Um, which I have no idea, like, where that's from, but it looks like it could be from, like, I don't know, some SimCity game or something like that, you know?
0: Yeah, so this would be, presumably, from, like, the 16-bit era, and I guess... um... Yeah, I guess my take would be, and I should clarify, I'm not an expert on Japan at all. So if I'm off base, you know, feel free to correct me or anyone could correct me. But, you know, Japan, or smoking, is, as far as I'm aware, been far more accepted accepted in Japan, particularly during that era, I think, more so than it is now. But even though I think it's still very much a custom of Japanese society. Yeah. So that might be why Toe's there. Like, they just don't view it as negatively, again, particularly during that era um, you know, with him smoking a cigarette in a, it would seem to be an office building, which yeah. would basically be expected. He's on break. Um, I mean, come yeah. on now. Yeah, exactly Give him a break. Right. Every year. <laughs> <laughs> during this, and uh, keep in mind that even during this era, even on stateside in uh, North America, I was working at Nintendo, not quite that early, but I was working at Nintendo in the early 2000s. And even then, they still had a smoking break room there, mm. um, which is no longer a thing at this point, I'm sure uh but yeah so even even as late as 2005 2006 there was still a smoking break room so it's it is funny to see how far things have shifted since then now as far um as far as Mario or Luigi giving the middle finger I think sprites are found for both of them mm-hmm. uh, I could again I could be totally off base I'm less certain on this for instance but I, the first thing I did was google like Japanese middle finger and as it turns out <laughs> apparently what one of the things that the middle finger can mean in japan is that it can mean it can refer to brother which i found interesting so maybe they're just giving like they're just like showing uh support for for the other big mario or luigi like brotherly love know. or something uh, <laughs> yeah I, exactly perhaps hey I, I'm brother sure. hey
2: brother <laughs> it's like right right back at <laughs> right. you what's
0: <laughs> What's so that? I don't know that's, I don't know that's what they're going for or not, but I do love that we have these sprites now, and I'm sure they're in Discords everywhere, as like official emoji or whatever Discord calls them, Rea- you know, emotions or reacts
2: or whatever. I mean, that's a very interesting take, though, because I, I don't think I've heard of that as far as like what the middle finger means in Japan. So you may be right. I mean, like, especially since I do know for a fact anyway, since I've been to Japan before, that smoking over there is definitely a lot more um, just like accustomed over there um or at least there's like a lot more like places where you can smoke publicly uh mm-hmm. so I I could definitely see that. I, I guess it's just you know again because we're seeing Nintendo characters and Nintendo characters are meant to be more family friendly. And so like if they're like smoking, I mean, obviously like for for us like in uh like over in the west uh, on, on the western side of the world, um it definitely comes off uh, comes across a little bit odd. But yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> um but like another thing I wanted to bring up here too, which is very interesting uh from these leaks was uh, from Star Fox 2. Now Star Fox 2 we did eventually see on the SNES Classic. I uh, did get that official release in that context. Uh, but there was some screenshots here that were shown of what looked like a human character uh, that was part of the crew here. So there was a fox, Falco, uh, some other character looks like maybe like a llama or something. And then what a look, look, looks like a black female character, which is very interesting. Now, we don't really see many black female characters in video games, period. And to see one in the world of Star Fox where I don't think people even knew that there were even like human characters in Star Fox. I don't think it's really meant to be a thing, you know?
0: Yeah, no, I I don't think so either. Until Starlink, which crossed uh, that's right the Star Fox universe with human characters or Ubisoft's human characters. Yeah, I don't think we'd seen that before. Um, even in the Star Fox Zero anime, the short they made to promote the game, uh, we saw an entire society of just animals. So yeah, that is a surprise to see that as far back as you know that there might have been a humor, human human planned at one point for Star Fox Two, and that's that's kind of exciting. I'm I'm not sure if I'm. You know, if, if I would have liked to have seen that or if I'm glad it's stuck with the animal centric universe. Um, but it is interesting to see that, particularly if it particularly if, as you're saying, uh this is uh you know, the character you know was black, which is something that even to this day uh we don't see too much of. Luckily it is becoming more common. Mm-hmm. Um but it's interesting to see that there may have been a version of Star Fox two that was seemingly more progressive than uh, than <laughs> what we end up getting, or I say than what we what we end up getting. What we almost what we didn't end up getting it at all until just a couple years ago. That's true. So, That's true.
2: Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, like and and also like another weird thing too uh, that I had to bring up. Uh, you know, to go back to Super Mario World, uh, there was like the different designs here for Yoshi, uh, which are very very interesting. Uh, just because we've seen like Yoshi, you know, like, like the way that Yoshi looks now, he's like you know definitely more round, like more rounded cheek, more rounded like. I know, body and all that like stubbier legs so more like i guess like cute looking in that sense mm-hmm. um but like there are some other like sprites that were that were released where yoshi's definitely a lot skinnier he has like kind of skinnier legs like very like kind of a i guess like raptor-like legs basically and he can also breathe fire too which is very interesting now it wasn't like the fire that like say like the red yoshi breathes and uh in like su- in um in super mario world but like more of like just kind of like a fire breath like almost like I don't know, I guess like the dragon that you ride in, in Golden Axe or something like that, you know? Right. Um, so I was kind of curious, Andre, like, as far as like which Yoshi design, uh, you know, that you think that you prefer, like the original one or one of these many different versions of like the skinny Yoshi?
0: Oh, no, I definitely prefer the the, the version we got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the, the earlier ones look kind of freakish by comparison. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm definitely happy with the one we got. I still have like a fondness for the original design because they've even redesigned Yoshi since then into this more kind of like baby character we have these days, who I also like, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's something about the original design that I still that still appeals to me. Uh, and it's really interesting, though, to see, um, it, 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 which kind of makes the version we got almost like a halfway point between the early versions of Yoshi and the modern incarnation. I think there is an interesting tie here that I'm not sure if I've seen made, you know, connected, or anyone else make this connection. I just I just came up with it during this. <laughs> but some of those early designs almost have like a Koopa Troopa look to them. Like Yoshi looks more like a, uh, you know, like one of the turtle, you know, Koopa Troopa enemies. Interesting. And, and if you go look at the original artwork for Yoshi that we, for the Yoshi we got, um, it's very clear that he's wearing a saddle. Which going by Yoshi these days looks more like an actual shell as opposed to a saddle, which kind of ties back to Yoshi's heritage, seemingly, with these early designs in which it had more of a Koopa Troop appearance, which, as I just said, are turtles and have shells. Mm. So I wonder if that's been LL in inspiration and that seeming change from saddle to shell, or <laughs> what exactly <laughs> has happened there? I mean,
2: this feels like it's kind of going back a little bit to the, um, you know, to, to like the, uh, the, like theory as far as like what was like toad's head like was it like a hat or part of his head kind of right. thing you know?
0: <laughs> yeah exactly right bingo
2: yeah so i mean like yeah i think we definitely need like another uh Wada says uh to, <laughs> to answer that one for sure
0: yeah absolutely um
2: another really interesting prototype here uh, that was brought up in the giga leak was for the pilot wings prototype called dragonfly now this is something that i remember hearing about for years and years and years as far as like this prototype called dragonfly which eventually turned into pilot wings it existed and all this stuff but we didn't have any actual proof but now we do uh so there's like some grainy uh, magazine shots that are shown and um yeah it's just basically the prototype got like released along with this huge leak basically um so I was kind of curious on your thoughts with this as far as like what pilot wings ended up being as well as um you know what dragonfly was showing that it could be
0: I'm looking at this uh, at, at Dragonfly now. Were these uh, like were these supposed to be actual insects? Were these or were these like mechanical <laughs> versions of insects? They look like I'm they're about... supposed to be like mechanical
2: insects of some sort. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. at least going by like the sprites anyway, because like there was like some like screenshot here as well. Uh, you know, again, just kind of showing like some of the assets like from the sprite work and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were some like battleships and all that. So I imagine that this is meant to be like a modern slash futuristic type of world anyway um you know there's even some like mechanical looking uh structures that are like you know ring-like and like you know have right. like bulbous like uh gems or whatever to them so it definitely begs me to guess that it would be more of like mechanical insects in that case
0: that's actually kind of a cool idea like i i hate insects <laughs> <laughs> but the, I, li- I do kind of like the idea of having these like these mechanical versions and i do think it would have lent Pilot Wings is a little bit more personality, perhaps, than what we ended up getting across pretty much the entire series. I totally agree. Yeah, uh, I, I enjoy Pilot Wings. Don't get me wrong. I especially like Pilot Wings '64, and I've really even enjoyed revisiting Pilot Wings on the Super NES Classic or Nintendo Switch Online. I think it's on both of them. Perhaps. I think so. Yeah, but I will say, like looking at these early pictures, like I think this could have been a possibly more interesting direction. And uh, yeah, I kind of wonder, like, what that series would have looked like had that ended up being something that carried on rather than. What we ended up getting like e- e- in fact even if you look at Palo Wing 64 there are even some some sci-fi elements in there such as like the giant uh mecha creature the giant mecha robot we have running Ooh, around that's right um so i don't know if that has any connection connection at all to this but i wonder had to lean more into that what that would have ended up looking like so yeah but then again at the time you know you consider how many you know how many flying games were there that had that already had like space elements you know um ufos and whatnot so maybe it might have been more generic at the same time
2: yeah i mean because like pilot wings at least to me anyway has always been kind of like generic and i think a lot of that is just because of the franchise's history really as far as like being like almost as a test demo for whatever was the console that it came out for and obviously for the for the super nintendo is for like the mode 7 graphics and for the nintendo 64s let's just kind of show off like you know the new 3d engine and like you know being able to move around 360 and all that stuff um you know, but like, yeah. If if they added this in here, I mean, like, I, like I think this was kind of like the idea for what was going to be more of a full fledged game than maybe what we got, or at least like a game that had more thought to, like, I guess like the world and all that. When really they just kind of want something just to kind of show off the graphics and something that people can like buy into once they got their new, you know, their shiny
0: brand new console. I wonder if the visual style shifted from, I guess, depending on when they settled what the game was going to be. Again, I haven't looked into this much. But my just my gutter reaction is Dragonfly would probably have been more of an action focused game. Whereas Paddle Wings obviously is more of a simulator than anything. Mm-hmm. It's not a hardcore simulator, it's still very arcade like. Uh, but I wonder if that's what prompted the shift. That they wanted to make it a more realistic experience, you know, like we you know, landing is a mechanic. You have to land without crashing. <laughs> uh, whereas I somehow don't get that sense from dragonfly with these more mechanical you know insect robot creature things yeah
2: dragonfly definitely has more of an uh, like arcade shooter kind of feel to it for sure exactly and yeah. um i mean personally for me I, w- I would love that but um be interesting to see if there was like anything to be made of these assets or i guess like what the story was really behind these assets and what they were going for originally uh with dragonfly that did eventually turn into pilot wings so
0: and to that point like if you look at like some of those early arcade uh, top-down shooters like um what's what i'm thinking of uh i forget the name off the top of my head but like a lot of them had like insect-based enemies you know in mm-hmm. space yep um i even to some degree like even space invaders had they were kind of insect looking as yeah uh but there were even more insect looking like creatures and some of these other shooters uh you know in the late 80s they saw like so, the sprite or, show them anyway 80s. yeah totally. right yeah yeah and um another uh,
2: pretty cool project that i came across here actually was for a zelda 2 remake for the satella view now for those of you who don't know, the Satellaview uh, was basically like this, um, basically kind of like an online service for people to basically play these like online only versions of games. And so we got like what was called like BS Zelda, which is basically like a remake of the original Le- Legend of Zelda for NES, uh, but for Super Nintendo. So basically think of like Super Mario All Stars before the Legend of Zelda. Uh, and in this case, like this is for a Zelda 2 remake in that same vein. And now we actually got like the sprite sheet for this as well, which again will be part of like the show notes for this. Uh, so you can see for yourself but one interesting aspect that someone uh, pointed out uh, you know along with the fact that like oh cool like it's you know brand new like or at least brand new to us anyway Um, link sprite in that like you know side scrolling platformers type of style that Zelda 2 was Uh, but one of the more interesting aspects of the sprite sheet that someone pointed out was the fact that there was a bloody sword Uh, and blood is not necessarily a thing that's in like the Zelda franchise so I was kind of curious in your take there Andre as far as I you know I guess like what the Zelda 2 remake would have played like or what kind of differences there would have been in it uh, as well as like you know how you would explain, I guess this bloody sword.
0: <laughs> so a few interesting things there. Um, one, I would have loved to have seen this remake the the Zelda BS remake, even though we never, never got stateside. Obviously, looked looked pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, just visually updating these eight bit games like the All Star games, uh, like the All Stars games as you, as you had said. And it's yeah, it's kind of a bummer it didn't happen. Particularly when you look at the animated version of that's bright work. Link looks amazing. I love yeah. how smooth and just just. Like beautiful that really is.
2: I mean, even that um, um that that like super donkey prototype, uh, like the animation in that was just incredible. You know, so I mean, yeah. like it it's just it just goes to show again, like just like the the type of quality of work that was over at, at Nintendo at the time, and even today.
0: Totally. Um, as for the bloody sword, yeah, that does seem very unattended. Like, however, it's easy to forget, particularly with how Zelda's gone these days. Uh, it, it, Zelda, Ocarina of time actually had blood as well, and it used to be red blood when you beat when you beat Ganon. Uh, like you when you're slashing them, you had red blood flying everywhere. They eventually <laughs> updated the game, so it was turned green later. Mm. And I think since then, I think they stepped away from blood completely in the series. But yeah, it's not like we have never seen blood in the game. And I, and I think it would be interesting to see that started way back on even on the NES, or I guess SNES in this case. And there are times where I almost wish Zelda would go a little bit darker... With its, uh, you know, art style, and in this case, I'm like, yeah, I wish you, I wish we had seen that, you know. <laughs> yeah. I want to see a Zelda game but like more blood, you know, make it a little bit more mature.
2: I mean, we've certainly seen the Zelda franchise go dark, at least with the Majora's Mask game, and also with whatever this like upcoming sequel, I guess, to Breath of the Wild that's coming out that, that looks like it's taking some um, some cues from um, from like, Majora's Mask. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it would be it would be amazing to see like the BS Zelda games. Like you, you know, I don't I don't know like how far along they were in like a Zelda two BS like you know uh, as far as like um, a Zelda two remake for the Satella mm-hmm. Uh But if they were far along, like say like you know even anywhere close to how they were with Star Fox two, I mean, like it would be cool to see that re released some way. At the very least, just come out with an official release for that original Zelda remake. I mean, that would just be incredible because really the only way that you can play that is if you just do like ROM hacks or whatever. So. I think like the only problem like with that and like this might be like you know kind of part of the reason to why they may have uh scra- you know but why they may have like scratched out the zelda 2 remake is because these games like like strictly existed in an online space like where you had like a certain amount of time to pull off certain missions or pull off certain objectives or whatever right and that was it that was basically like, the game itself but like the fact that they came up with all these new assets basically remade the whole game um you know with with like the graphics the way it moves and all that stuff like it's still the same game to its core I mean, it's just like incredible. So, like, why not use that in like a proper like Zelda release game? I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of like with like Konami, like when they came out with the uh, Pachinko version of Snake Eater, and like they like it did like it looks incredible. It's like HD Snake Eater, but like that's not like an actual game. It's just like visuals they see during like a Pachinko games. Like, why why not use this in something real? <laughs> <You know? laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah. No, I would love to see them. You know, bring life to these assets officially. I do. We probably they probably never will. But I do wonder there would be any interest there, you know? Like, I think Star Fox 2, obviously it was never sold separately. But it did seem to garner a pretty big reaction when they released that officially. Mm. So if they have any other games in a state in which they could conceivably release it in some form, it'd be really cool if Nintendo chose to do so, you know? I'd be happy to to pay some amount of money to, to check out some of these early prototypes. <laughs> like, even if they're completely broke in some respects, I'm fine <laughs> with that. Just let me experiment with them, you know?
2: Yeah, totally, totally um i'm not sure if there's like any other like things from this leak because like i basically kind of covered like everything that i could see anyway from my list of uh leaked stuff but you know I'm, I'm not sure if there's like something on your end that uh that really caught your eye or that you wanted to mention
0: god there's there's so much in this leak. like we could have we could be here for a week discussing everything we could be yeah <laughs> but a couple of other things that stood out to me um were that we we've now found some of the early environments that were shown off in ocarina of time beta images or prototype images right. we saw like, nintendo power and it's really interesting to see these environments because we're learning now like what we saw in the picture was pretty much it like that was the <laughs> environment so it's kind of taking away some of the mystique of what we thought you know the game could have been it turns out oh there wasn't a game there the, the what these pictures like what you see is what you get and on the one hand like it's cool to finally have the mystery answered but on the other hand it's you know ha- sometimes having the answer takes away from you know from from what was there or what could have been right? right uh so yeah i'm i'm a little bit mixed on that like ultimately i think it's probably for the better that we now know like what was there and the fact that there wasn't much there um uh, but yeah some uh, so we've also seen some early um uh like apparently the uh, the well from Majora's Mask, which you found in the uh, the value section of the game. Mm-hmm. An early version of that was found in Ocarina Time, which is interesting. So it seems like they may have basically reused something they had designed for Ocarina uh, in Majora's Mask. Which is so fitting for that game, which already uses a ton of Ocarina's elements and assets. Totally, yeah. Um, just in a new way. Uh, and then there was also, uh, I guess to that point on the topic of Zelda... Uh, we've now found that there was an entire the entirety of the overworld from a link uh, from a link to the past was found in a links awakening only using links awakening assets uh because apparently the game was originally designed just to be essentially a port at some point or so it seems i remember I hearing they, about this like
2: even before the leak yeah
0: yeah yeah it was touched on in the wada's ask and unfortunately they, they didn't delve much into it i think it was like a single line from what i could find uh, and here we are with evidence of that fact now that yeah it used to be just basically a port of a link of a link to the past
2: i mean it's cool like at least like a lot of these like uh nintendo conspiracy theories that have been like swimming around on the internet since right. god since i, I want to say like since like my irc chat days <laughs> i want to say yeah um have been like confirmed in some way or fashion you know
0: and to that point like again i just want to stress how crazy it is having evidence of luigi and mario 64 like that is wild that's one of the like, biggest bombshells really yeah yeah exactly <laughs> like I've, I've since heard from people like, be like "Well, we knew about this they said they talked about it in the Wada asks and i'm like yeah that's true but we now have the actual proof of it and seeing that evidence is just in it just insane considering that these rumors and you know that these rumors have, have existed since the time of the original game you know i mean i think everyone's heard of like l is real 2041 <laughs> I, I think it is right yeah and what's crazy to that is i believe it's been oh, i forget i forget the exact breakdown but like the the amount of months since mario 64's release uh, uh it, it, to the time of this leak coming out matches up a 2041 i think it's God, have you heard about this? It's like... um I heard a little bit about this. Yeah. Yeah, I, I forget the exact <laughs> breakdown. 200. Yeah, I forget the exact breakdown. I'm going to do it. I'm not doing it justice. But yeah, it's just so funny that the leak happened to fall on a date that corresponded with 2041. <laughs> so Ella's real. Luigi's finally here. I love that.
2: There's, like, QAnon stuff, but, like, it says, like, Lanon, you
0: know? Right, right, yeah, pretty much right, exactly. Uh, then something else that I thought, I thought was fun is seeing some of the early data from Mario uh, from Mario Kart 64, including some seemingly cut items, like a one item that looks to be, like, a 10-ton weight or something. Mm, uh, there were right. a few others in there, like uh, different mushrooms, I think. And I, I forget what all they were. But, yeah, it's like, well, I wonder how those would work. Like, what would that have done? Would the weight have just dropped on the character and just, you know, like a thwomp, <laughs> I guess, just put them out of commission? Or... Yeah, I mean, I yeah. guess, like, if,
2: if you're going to go with, like, kind of, like, a 10-ton weight that you just, like, drop on, like, some, like, card or whatever, then, like, why not make it, like, a thwomp in that case? But I guess that like, they already yeah, had, like, true. thwomps in, like, Bowser's Castle stage. So, right. I mean, like, I guess they didn't want to... I don't know, have too much thwomp action in one game or whatever. And
0: to that point, one mystery that hasn't yet been resolved is why is there a thwomp locked behind bars in, B- in Bowser's Castle in Mario Kart 64? And <laughs> it was a why basketball. does it laugh at you? And why does it <laughs> laugh at you? Yeah, maybe. And why does it laugh at you whenever you Go near it. I don't know what's going on there. So we need that answered in this leak.
2: Yeah, we definitely have, like, a lot of, like, I don't know, lore that's gone, like, unanswered, especially in the Yoshi's Island side of things. Like, there's a lot of things that need to be going on. Like, is, like, Yoshi's Island meant to be a metaphor for Apocalypse Now? Like, <laughs> like I'm not like, quite sure on that one. Right? Um, I don't know. Yeah, but we might have to ask Doug Bowser for, uh, for, for for like the next time, um, you know, if if he will answer them anyway. But yeah. um, Doug seems to be like a little bit uh, a little bit cooler, I guess, with like with like the crowd, with like the Nintendo crowd, if you will. Um, you know, as far as like answering like their questions, but we'll we'll see like as, as far as like how how Nintendo responds to all this, because uh, there is definitely a lot out there uh but yeah andre thank you very much for speaking with me on this definitely a whole treasure trove of information and just assets and just nintendo goodness and this is really kind of like the perfect way i feel like to kind of kick off like the reboot of our cast really so thank you again very much for joining me on this and uh where could people go in order to find you and game explain online
0: yeah well first off thanks for having me it's been a ton of fun and uh if you're viewers want to look up what I do you can just type in Game Explain basically anywhere it should get you right to our YouTube channel um, where and we your do IRC of, chat too yeah yeah, that's right <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, where we do all kinds of primarily Nintendo coverage so we are broadening to other platforms uh, we're most known for our in-depth analysis videos on Nintendo trailers where we point out like all kinds of secrets and details might have missed along with our discussion videos much as the one you're listening to kind of right now yeah. not too far removed from uh, what you're listening to <laughs> at this very moment so if you want more of that check out our channel uh, just at Game Explore. Awesome. Awesome. And if you would like to follow our cast
2: on Twitter, we are at Arg Podcast. Same thing on Facebook, facebook.com slash Arg Podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at The Guilty Man. And yeah, that is Arg Cast episode 212 in the books. And until next time, keep it retro.